You know, I never liked Little Caesars. I can't remember the last time I got. I had a Little Caesars. I don't even remember what it tastes like. I it just tastes remember like a low rent Domino's, and I hate Domino's. Just remember, it came like a square pan. But yeah, it's I never liked Little Caesars or Domino's. Domino's. Remember a couple years ago where Domino's had this whole ad campaign of our pizza doesn't suck anymore. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, we know it was terrible. No, it's not. What's another what's another pizza you like? I never liked Papa John's, it's too greasy. Um I basically stick to local places. Probably places you haven't even heard of. Like uh, one by my house called a Dante's Pizza, which is always my favorite. Dante's? A Dante's. Okay, I, th- I thought they had a special uh, char-broiled uh, pizza, <laughs> pizza from Al. <laughs> hey, that's a good marketing thing. Call it Dante's Inferno. Char-broiled pizza. No? Maybe. You so you never tried the big brands? I've tried the big brands. It's just that I prefer the little oh, okay. brands. I'm back. You're back yes. with pizza? I'm back with pizza. Something that's actually called the American pizza. That uh, has eggs, bacon, and hot dogs on it. Oh, and of course, cheese. That's not, we ha- that's not how we have it here. I know you're done, which is uh, why, one of the reasons why it's fun. I, I actually had a pizza that was called the Mexican that I remember talking with Isaac about that had meat on it. You know, sort of like burger meat and also some you know, spicy vegetables on it. Um, and it's like I said, we don't have that here either. And I'm like, I know, but it's cold Mexican. What are you gonna do? Yeah, that's uh, basically that's basically what uh, Taco Bell is like. Oh, in uh, in uh, in Asia, if you order American pizza, they put corn on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the French fries are also uh, one big lie. You know, you know the way their uh, roller coasters are called here, Russian mountains. No reason whatsoever. I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the guy who brought them here was called the Russian or something. And he was, I don't know, blonde or something. I have no idea. But that's the fact. So here we, we usually name people and stuff after other countries that have absolutely nothing to do with them. Kind of like Chicken Kiev. Something like that, I guess. One thing. Ah. What, what, Pablo? No, nothing. I'm... Uh, tonight's animation aficionados episode uh, with Pablo's voice is sponsored by Wizard the Sewer Cafe from uh, some friends of mine. So from time to time, some guys will walk around and say, "Hey, Pablo, look at this," and then show me a picture of a woman actually making the Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man suit look good. Uh, so I, I just reacted to that. But I'm back here, so and we well, haven't <laughs> even started talking about Super Mario. Mario. Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Come back, you fat-bearded bitch! Hello and welcome to the Animation Aficionados. Tonight we're talking about Super Mario Brothers and all the Mario cartoons. This is your host, Ben. Join my co-host. TV's Mr. Neil. Our princess is in another castle. And joining us is Pablo Prino. Forza, forza, forza italiana. And like I said, we are talking about Mario cartoons. So, or as people uh, north of us will call it, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is, Mario. Well, also, uh, uh, Pablo's country also has a large amount of Italian uh, uh, immigrants, am I right? Immigrants and descendants. I'm actually like two-thirds Italian. My full name should be Pablo Peraino Burgueño Russo Montañez Pérez Toscano Scarfalotto Miguel de León. But you can call me Dot. 
<laughs> Mamma mia! Exactly! That's a spicy meatball. That's a spicy meatball! <laughs> Mamma mia! That's a spicy meatball! Okay, before we say something against the, the Italian-American Anti-Defamation League on our ass... Uh, uh, we're, we're having this... Uh, a, a strong movement here uh, releasing, related to race. And they're not taking the best steps ever, so let's let's steer away from political correctness and controversies, please. So, okay, Mario. As long as, as long as you make sure you carry your papers, you don't want to be without papers. Speaking of changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, so so basically Mario's trip in animation starts with a cartoon about a monkey. Donkey Kong, yes. John, John, John. Uh, yeah, it was back there with the what, – what was the, the, the name of that? It, it, it was Saturday Supercade. Saturday Supercade. We actually had different uh, adaptations of different arcades by then. Yes, some very but, strange. But, but we're not uh, going to be talking about those. We're going to be talking about Donkey Kong. Yeah, the Donkey yeah the Donkey Kong show had Mario voiced by by uh, Peter Cullen, and he's not the Peter Cullen that you know. He's not he's not speaking in uh, in he's platitudes. Not spe- he's not speaking platitudes. He's he basically sounds like his '80s self, where he sounds more like uh, uh, he sounds more like like Jim Cummings, where he's like, "Ah, oh, you big ape!" You know, he's doing that voice. Uh, kind and, of like the voice he did in the the other Ghostbusters show. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He did. He was doing that voice. Where and, he voiced Kong. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't voice Tracy. He voiced. Uh, no, no, that's the name of the fat guy, Kong. That's that's the name of the fat guy. Oh my god. That that's, yeah. That's kind it, of hurt hurts and, doesn't. It? And in and in that show, he was doing the same shtick. Ah, oh, you big ape. <laughs> it was so interesting. <laughs> I mean, Tracy was the name of the gorilla, but. Uh, the guy was named Kong. I mean, how confusing can you get? How weird. And this also had uh, Mario's original girlfriend. Pauline. Yes. Who I don't think she was even named Pauline in the original arcade game. I, well, she eventually inherited that name, but I think like like Mario, who was originally Jumpman, she had kind of like a generic name. And it, it it's escaping me right now what she was named. But Dan- that's a okay. It's uh I'm Selena. So it's not uh so this whole this whole show is basically Donkey Kong gets and Paulina, he runs out, and and Mario has to rescue her. It's basically it's basically the Tom and Jerry formula, except not funny and not violent and not worth watching. And not animated well. Yeah, not animated well. Soupy Sales was the voice of Donkey Kong. Ouch! Yeah. What a way to end your career. Yeah. Well, he he continued to make appearances on uh, TV's bloopers, practical jokes. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. But uh, <laughs> but I I just I just I just I keep on imagining the you know Mario standing up at the top of the of the skyscraper construction site and holding a hammer and he sa- and he points it to uh, Donkey Kong and says, "One shall stand, <laughs> one shall fall." Yeah, and even this Mario is not the Mario that you're used to looking looking at because he's not fat at all. He's actually kind of lanky, and he's barely Italian. I don't think he was even Italian at that point. I think I, I um, think he was a New Yorker. Yeah, he was very New York. And I'm amazed they didn't make him a carpenter as they originally were going to, which made more sense. Yeah, I mean, it, said, it said well, he uh, worked at well, the zoo, and or was, you know, it was a circus. Yeah, he was the carpenter at the circus. What? <laughs> and uh, well, well, Neil, you know, Mario is a Nintendo savior, and as all saviors, he was a carpenter. Wow. Uh, but he did not die and rise. Well, he did because he had ninety-nine lives. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you hop on the turtle shell at the end of stage three one too many times, then he just dies forever. Oh yeah, we're we're so bordering creepy pasta with this podcast. <laughs> Obscure glitch. 
here? <laughs> no. Yeah, it, it, if we sound kind of uh, uh, exasperated with this, it's because there's not really much to say about this cartoon. It's no, it's it existed er, early. Early Ruby Spears, and yeah. it's bad for early Ruby Spears. Yeah. What'd you say? Something. Was it early? Uh, when? I guess Ruby Spears would have would have come around around mid to late seventies. So maybe. Like like mid middle age Ruby Spears. Ruby Spears kind of fizzled out toward the I late eighties. And this was also during the video game crash of uh, eighty three and eighty four. Okay. So video games were very much on the out at that time, but they were so they were being buried them. in the landfill yeah. and uh, waiting for waiting for two to come and dig it up, where one shall stand and one shall fall. Oh, waiting for waiting for <laughs> Nintendo to uh, resuscitate the market. That is true, <laughs> but uh, it would. But yeah, it would be almost a decade before the next Mario cartoon, wouldn't it? Not really, because Saturday Supercade was '84. Oh, so and, it was only about five years. Yeah, it was only four or five years until Deke picked up the license and did a cartoon based on Super Mario Brothers one and two, and two. combined. Yes, mm-hmm. and most of it was themed around Super Mario Brothers two, but. Uh, they made an amalgam of Wart and Bowser into just a single King Koopa, and the Koopa Troopers were there, and I don't remember seeing too many Goombas in the cartoon. There were no Goombas, but yeah. they did have that rat. Yeah, well, that's Mouser. He's in Mario 2. I they know. have mostly shy guys. They yeah, have shy guys, but... Uh, yeah, it was mostly I, to sell the second game. Yeah, they also I, had the piranha plants. Yeah. It, it was weird because... Given that it was an amalgam of Super Mario Bros. 1 and 2, uh, it was weird because it, it, they were sort of trying to stay faithful to something of the gameplay, but the thing is that both gameplays were so drastically different that it made no sense at all. Right, yeah, but so let's talk about let's talk about also the other element of this of this cartoon, the one that I think Neil's waiting to itching to talk about. Oh, the live action segment. Well, Captain we Lou. Do we have to jump into that so quickly? Because I was gonna, I was gonna comment a little bit more on the connection with the games, just because the games are so different from each other. They have nothing okay, to do with one another. I mean, that's... one one was one wasn't even a Mario game. It was a, a, a game about a fat sultan who uh, got pulled into a storybook or something. And it, it was about uh, this uh, storybook family of yeah. you know Arabian heroes or something. That the kid that was reading it uh, got pulled into a book. So this uh, fictional family has to go into that book to save them from this guy that would eventually be merged with Bowser. So weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is totally a Mario game. It was something because the original Mario Brothers 2 game uh, didn't have this huge uh, gameplay and graphic leap. It was way too close to Super Mario Bros. That's the reason it was released as the Lost Levels in Super Mario All-Stars. It's also uh, a kind of cruel game. A, Lost Levels was a kind of crappy game, if you ask me. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's okay. Uh, I can I can basically blaze through it, but that's because I am I can play Mario in my sleep. But I, I am able to look at it objectively and say, yeah, no, no one should just pick up this game and play it and expect to have a good time, because it's just, it's mean. It's like it's like it's like one of those ROM hack Mario games. Is like let's make this insanely impossible. It's not. I wouldn't say it's that bad. It's not. It's not ROM hack bad. It's not Battletoads bad. It's it's maybe Mega Man Four bad. Mega Man Four is kind of mean. Mega Man well, Mega Man the... Four is like a game where you you jump over a pit and an enemy that wasn't even on the screen before your jump suddenly appears and knocks you knocks you into the pit. That's what that's what Lost Levels is like. Those levels is so mean. It actually has a power-up mushroom that kills you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how mean this game is. That's true, but I think we're segueing away from uh, animation. Yeah. Uh, but th- but... That's the thing. That, that the original Mario Brothers 2 game was Lost Levels. It didn't exactly uh, live up to the expectations, so Nintendo released another game that they actually rom-hacked into Super Mario Brothers 2, that had almost close to nothing to do with the original Mario. And that's one of the things that eventually uh, were inherited into the Super Mario Bros. Super Show cartoon, 
because uh, it it didn't know what the fuck it was. Uh, so it was uh, so weird because it, you, you couldn't say, oh, this is Super, uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 cartoon, but then suddenly something from Super Mario Brothers 1 shows up. Well, it used the oh. Super Mario Brothers one power-ups. It used the the Fire Flower and the Star a lot. But it did them in a weird way. First of all, it did away <clears> with the mushroom entirely, and it treated the the Starman and the Fire Flower as if they were the same power-up. Yeah, from time to time, uh, and also they had no idea how to. I mean, Starman, for example, usually didn't give the fireball powers or something. Yeah. But but he was summoned in the weirdest ways. For example. Uh, the, in the first episode I ever saw, uh, I think it was Mario or Luigi or someone who just knocked their heads against something, and then the stars that were orbiting his head, you know, in classic cartoon fashion, uh, <laughs> a, a pirate grabbed one of those, and they used that. Uh, uh, and I, even though he didn't have, you know, this constant glow and flicker, he was dressed the same way as the Fire Flower Mario. Uh, and the other time I saw it, I, I believe uh, Princess Tossel prayed, uh, like sang a rhyme or something, and she, then she Starman did the came for the Star Bright, Starlight, some, whatever that whatever that poem is, she she said it, and that summoned a Starman. Yeah, it, it was uh, summoning before Final Fantasy made it cool. Uh, and the thing is, the Fire Flower came from pretty much anywhere. It was like, oh, look, a, a flower. And then they picked it up and suddenly fire powers. Uh, uh, but the thing they did keep constant was that, uh, no, it, they didn't keep that constant. Uh, because even though Mario had these amazing Starman powers and he killed like five piranhas in one row and stuff, he was saying, oh, I'm going to go there and kick their asses. And then he trips, falls to the ground and loses the Starman powers. Just you know, for the fall, oh. and it's like wow, invincibility as long as you don't trip. Uh, but then the fire flower did have this whole, uh, you know. No, that's the thing. They had no logic, no continuity whatsoever in that. That's one of the things they fix uh, in later series. But back then it was a mess. Yes, I was, but, uh, I was thinking that maybe the reason that they didn't have him flickering as uh, as in invincible Mario is he might have given kids seizures. Yeah, it's about to go there too. Or <laughs> it might be a bit too much for the uh, an for the animators because they might actually do that on purpose more often if you tell them it's okay once. Yeah, and they're like, "Why is he changing color? I don't understand." because the animators, those those green animators, do that accidentally all the time. You know, you tell them it's yeah. okay once, they're just gonna be like, "Not, they're not gonna care." Yeah. He's super all the time. The next time we see them, Mario and Luigi have black eyes. <laughs> black as coal. Black yes, as but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, let's talk about the live action segment. We'll get back oh. to the show itself because I want to talk about the actual plot lines, if we can even call them that, on the, in the yeah. cartoon. But yeah, <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers Super Show had Captain Lou as Mario and some other guy as Luigi. Danny Wells as Luigi. And <laughs> both of them did a very good job, I think, considering what they were... what what they are tasked to do. I think uh, there, there's a very famous uh, incident that was uh, him, uh, Captain Lou, getting his beard, his famous beard, shaven off on, on Regis and Kathy Lee. And I think part of that was that it was the first time in his life he was going to be working for someone that didn't have the last name of McMahon. <laughs> it's like, oh, finally, real work. <laughs> and then he had to swing his tools into his crotch. Oh, my God. But... You know, he he was a pretty good Mario. I I actually like that Mario better than the uh, the idiot Mario we have today, where he's like, woohoo, it's a me. Where he's doing, where he's pure, he's full Italian versus Brooklyn Italian. Yeah, I like the Brooklyn Italian Mario. It, hey, how like, you doing? Yeah. <laughs> how you doing? The Joey Triviano Mario. How you doing? <laughs> What's the matter? I'm driving here. You know, the, the funny thing is that down here we didn't get the, the actual live action portion. It mostly got cut out. But the thing is, they sucked at cutting the, um, those portions out. So from time to time, we would just you know sit, watch a, a whole Mario cartoon, 
and then suddenly the second part of a live action segment of the Super Mario Super Show came out. I was like, what the fuck is this? Some, but uh, there was also a couple of guest stars on the on, on the Super Show. Basically, it was Captain Lou inviting all of his friends onto the show, including Sergeant Slaughter and uh, and Roddy Piper. And who who is the God? Who's the musician again? He hung out with uh, Cindy Lauper. He was a big he. He and Cindy Lauper were close friends for years. Time after time. That would explain why some of her songs came out on the Super Mario Bros. Three cartoon. <laughs> but uh, another thing on the, they did have one guest star, Neil. Um, they had many guest stars. They they, they had, had uh, they had uh, Inspector Gadget. Yep, voiced by Maurice Lamarche, played by some guy whose name I don't remember. <laughs> Apparently, it was so memorable that Deke decided to include that as an extra in the DVD. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> it's actually on the Zelda DVD, which I have. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. I heard there was an episode with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, that didn't make the cut to DVD for some reason. Hmm. But uh, the cartoons themselves is it does the Muppet Babies thing where they take existing stories and movies and just put Mario characters in them. They did one with Star Wars. They did one with the Lone Ranger, and it's like, <sighs> well, sixty-five episodes, one season. They had to write something. I mean, I think I read an interview somewhere that they were basically just throwing crap at the wall. They, well, basically they... people who didn't play the games trying to write something based on these games. Yeah. Besides, after Bowser kidnaps a princess toadstool, Mario and Luigi rescue her. So yeah, it's not exactly it. a, a <laughs> deep story that you're working from to begin with. Well, that's why you include the substory about Rosalina's mom being dead the whole time. She didn't exist yet. I know, but I'm making a joke about how you that, that if you ever played Galaxy and you actually collected all the damn stars and that's the backstory you get, you're like, wow, that that's kind of dark there, Mario game. Yeah. Not everybody has 99 lives like you, Mario. I mean, you know, I mean, Neil, you've you've seen that, right? I've seen it. But yeah, it's that's Mario does other things too. That uh, as a cartoon that was just weird. Like I said, I just I really didn't. I, I actually did watch this show a lot as a kid, but honestly, this is the show I forgot the most about mm-hmm. between then and now. I for, it, all I remember is they did a Star Wars episode. They did a Lone Ranger episode. They're like, well, here's some pre-existing properties. Let's just put Mario characters in the story and uh, put they some slack a, on top of it and call it a cartoon. They did a Raiders of the Lost Ark cartoon. With Indiana uh, Joe. Yeah. Who had no face. Yeah. <laughs> They also had cameos by presidents very often, or non-cameos by presidents very often. But let's move on to... Uh, let, let, let's, but one thing that always amused me about the cartoon was uh, the end credits with Captain Lou, you know... Do the Mario! And, yeah, you uh, didn't know about the tool belt until I pointed it out to I, you. I know, but uh, but uh, just, just, for some people, just for listeners to know, when I played Team Fortress 2... One of the best griefing songs I use, and I do this often, is I hit the mic button and I start singing badly on purpose. And I usually slaughter the whole server this way. So this is why I do it. But one of the songs I sing the most is the the Do the Mario. So, listeners, you have been warned in case you're playing Team Fortress 2 and, and you hear that song around. It's Ben Carver. It is. It is. It really is. You know, I I, I do it in the really gruff voice. You know, swing your arms from. So-. I do it just like that. <laughs> it's good to know you put your heart into it. Well, it, it's like I said. It's funny to me. It's 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 psychological warfare, Pablo. You got to do that kind of thing when you're playing video games. You know, yeah. you're taking some of your enemies' mojo away and giving yourself some mojo there. You know, you're you're screwing <laughs> with them. You're screwing with them. I, I mean, Neil, if you ever have you ever played multiplayer? No. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess Neil doesn't get it or condone the. <laughs> no, I just I just kind of stick to my old games. And okay. But yeah, that's that's what I do. I psychological warfare my enemies, and it works great. But yeah, you know, it's uh. But next is Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah. Where wait, 
uh, one of the things I want to say from the Super Mario Bros. Super Show uh, was uh, that, first of all, there was no continuity whatsoever. And it had mostly a cartoon logic. Uh, I mean, I, I, we just talk about, you know, the way the power-ups came around. They also had this weird, uh, like, uh, they, they had this thing that here was in Spanish, like, Forza, Forza, Forza conmigo, dame el poder de vencer al enemigo, Forza Italiana. Something like, strength with me, uh, give me the power to defeat my enemy, uh, Italian force or Italian strength, something like that. Uh, and they had, the, it was, this was some weird, like, rituals that they had, even though this was so weird, because one episode Mario would be a, a merman, the, the next episode he would be in space, uh, and stuff like that. Nine and space, they, nine space. In space! Yeah. <laughs> and they also had this whole plumber scene, oh. you know, parodying Star Trek. Uh, and most of these things disappeared when the next show came by. So let's move on. Yes, Super Mario Brothers 3 was the next show. And what I remember about this is the intro was trying so hard to make the show look super duper dark. His Epic Koopa play. Kids. <laughs> Yes. I mean, uh, Neil, you remember this too, right? The intro. I do remember the intro. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was trying to do the, do the epic music. And it was like, they thought they'd seen the end of King Koopa, but now King Koopa is back, you know, doing that thing. Yeah. And, with his Koopa kids. Yes. And, but the thing is they showed all the most ridiculous parts of Super Mario three. They showed the frog suit. <laughs> They showed the, the fucking the, shoe. The, yeah. Yeah, what I love is the shoe. About the shoe is the sh is it it the way that the shoe is animated it made me think Monty Python for a second. Yeah, it's like the the Monty Python foot. <laughs> because it's just it's so plump. <laughs> and it's, yeah. and it's it's the shoe with Mario's head sticking out of it. I think it was. It comes it, something yeah, completely it, different. Uh, it was. Uh, that this was the first Super Mario Brothers cartoon that I ever saw, yeah. um, and it made sense. I mean, it was uh, way closer to what a Super Mario Brothers cartoon would be, and this is where Miyamoto would say that they were sticking too closely to the original material, uh, because uh, remember, like uh, how in the last uh, show, uh, I mean, you know, in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, the classic one. I, I just mentioned that sometimes they would just happen to find a flower or, or a star would fall from the sky or appear every time they knock their heads against something. Here we, uh, that, that were the writers, you know, trying to make sense out of, yeah, he finds this flower, that's a power up. Uh, however, here it's, uh, we actually have the actual question mark blocks floating around that, that's true however it has them all living in a toad house together so like they're all living in a toad house and uh, they have they home. have all the they, they have all the different lands and stuff like just like the, the, the game yeah. but i remember specifically one episode where they were where luigi was going to leave and it was raining outside and pr princess and the princess said oh, luigi you shouldn't go outside without wearing your frog suit <laughs> yeah i remember that <sighs> See, I, I thought this cartoon was so much worse than even the Super Show. I was Actually, like, they also did another episode where Mario and Luigi used uh, Hammer Brothers suits to sneak into uh, Koopa's something or other. Yeah, they took the coolest power up from the game and they made it look stupid. <laughs> they, 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 not only did they dress up like the Hammer Brothers, they actually wore like, like, like beak noses so that they would appear to to be the the Hammer Brothers. I remember a line from that episode where. Uh, Mario said, hey, you're my brother and not even I would recognize you. And then when they're walking by other Hammer Brothers, they say, you've gained weight, Mario. So I remember that, that line. And they, they just stomped the floor and that was the end of the cameo by the Hammer Brothers suit. Uh, but the Hammer Brothers suit, by the way, is if you are an inexperienced Mario player, the Hammer Brothers suit is not in like an easy to find location. You have to know no. where it is. There's only one hammer suit in the whole game, isn't there? There's it? two. No, two? The, you can you can 
I think there's a couple different places in the levels where you can pick one up. And there's a toad house, I think, in the in the snow land where you can always get one. And I only what, remember the toad house. Yeah, and what you could do is you you basically go there and then you you run out of lives, you just continue, and then you can go get another one. And you could just keep doing that until you stock up like four rows of hammer suits. And then you go but, beat Bowser with it. Because the toad the, the, the hammer suit has one hit kill hammers uh, in an invincible shell duck. You, yep. can, you can kill. You can kill. You can kill those blocks with, with with the hammers. You can kill ghosts with the hammers. That's why I love the hammer suit. Yeah. Yeah. It takes five hits to kill Bowser with them, though. That's true, but uh, but yeah, this one tried much harder to stick with the continuity of the yeah, game. Yeah, but but the interpretation of the game was kind of weird in itself. I mean, the worlds were themed like they were in the game, but they really didn't look like the, the worlds in the game. No, for example, the Giant Land episode. The yeah. King, uh, he, he had the, the different kings in the different uh, lands. Had scepters. Uh, with their own scepters and all. Uh, they, they were completely different from their designs in the game. Um, this series is the same as uh, Mario World would eventually do. They all carried the same uh, discrepancies in design that came from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It felt like they had they were working from like uh, screenshots of the game and a rough synopsis, but like they never actually played it. Yeah, and not to mention, you know, Peach still doesn't look cute yet. Yeah, th well, that's that's another thing I want to talk about is that there was there was there seemed to have been like a rule in the 80s and the 90s that that female characters in cartoons just could not be sexy or cute. It, yeah. Peach in this cartoon. I know every other incarnation of Peach is cute, and she's even like sort of a weird fetish now on DeviantArt. Thank you, DeviantArt, for that. But <laughs> this version of Peach is so fugly. Well, she's the so hideous. Is she's not Peach yet. She's still Princess Toadstool. Well, yeah, but it, even in the games back then, she looked a lot like she does today. But in this cartoon, they just it's like they looked at the Mario 2 sprite of her where she had brown hair, and that's all they had to run a, go from. They didn't open the manual at all. Oh, she's blonde. You know, they didn't do that. <laughs> um, I'm, still, I'm still nostalgic for this version of Peach because mostly uh, they they were afraid of, you know, but again, it's not just a can't be sexy. It was a can't be the damsel in distress. So in Super Mario Bros. 3, uh, even though she did still have an episode or two where she got kidnapped and all, uh, she was mostly the, the one that came up with the rescue plans. And, and she did she she get to, to go, yes, didn't she, she use power-ups once in a while? In the yes, start? she did get to use the power-ups, which was cool. I know, yeah, but that's better than the power-ups she, power <laughs> power she got in her own title, where she had the power of using wild emotional swings to... Um, BMS. You, you just uh, complimented the Mario cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> well, versus Super Princess Peach, Neil. Yeah, that's true. The, the current Peach incarnation we have now is this blondie. Uh, while the, this redhead in these cartoons, she actually did something. I remember there was a Super Mario Brothers 3 episode that regarded, you know, uh, being an actual politician in the Mushroom Kingdom. You know, being in charge, actually having stuff to do, like she had uh, royal duties to attend to, stuff like that. It's not just, you know, the usual uh, Disney princess that just sits around, it's by and looks nice. <laughs> Seated on the throne. <laughs> yeah. Plop, plop. <laughs> but yeah, there was, uh, there was one episode of Super Mario Bros. 3 that, they, that the original version is never available again. Yeah, the... the Girl, uh, you know it's true. Yeah, this is this is another reason why this is another reason why I do not like this incar incarnation of Princess Peach because she is a fan of Millie Vanilli. Yeah, it was so out of the blue too. And even before the controversy, everyone knew they sucked. Well, <laughs> Neil, just just blame it on the rain. Blame it on the rain. <laughs> blame it on King Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice uh, moment to speak of the music. In the Super Mario Brothers shows that we had. Back well, then. what I loved was in the Millie Vanilli episode. <laughs> Millie Vanilli actually threw like flowers into the audience, and they actually played the power-up pickup sound when yeah. Pete grabbed them. The, the like, whole the whole show had all the music and sound effects. 
from yeah. the original games. They basically pulled the sound effects from the games in all incarnations of the show. Yeah, and Super Mario Bros. 3 actually started with a map from Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, it did. It, it, the opening yeah. scenes always show the map of, of the world in question for the episode. Yeah, but it always looked really ugly because the NES could not output anything that above uh, just the standard composite signal. So you always had kind of this grainy, muddy-looking screen that they would try to use as the, as the title card. Yeah, one of the things that I always found weird about you know the designs from cartoon to from video game to cartoon is uh mario's overall mario luigi's you know the blue here the red there i, I never understood why they changed that um, you know the red sleeves uh, and blue overall against blue sleeves and red overall yeah they they basically invented the version of luigi where he has the green overalls and they they retroactively put that into uh super mario all-stars but uh yeah that was the that was like the only time that you're used you're used to thinking of luigi either having the white overalls with the green shirt or the blue overalls and green shirt whereas in this version he had green overalls and he didn't have it anywhere else hmm yes luigi or as 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 everyone else knew him as the Green Mario. Yeah, the Green Mario. Yeah, for <laughs> the longest it. time I did not actually know Luigi's name. <laughs> I, I I'm playing uh, Super Mario Super uh, Super Mario Brothers Superstar Saga, you know, from Game Boy Advance. And yeah. um, and Bowser doesn't know the name of Luigi. Yeah. He's like, yeah, Mario and the Green guy. Yeah, Mr. Green, you come over here. And he he never calls Luigi by name. Many people yeah. don't know his name on the game. That's kind of it's a running gag. Mario. That's kind of yeah. a running gag in all the Mario RPGs. I mean, in I think in one of the Paper Marios, he actually uh, kind of becomes a villain, sort of. <laughs> well, Luigi did have one solo title game. Yeah, he uh, was in uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Soon to get a sequel, I think. It is getting a Wii U sequel. So weird. You know, one of the things that that uh, came up and then went away, it was uh, Luigi's long face. Uh, the first time we saw Luigi's long face was in Super Mario Bros. 2, the game. Uh, it was one of the things that got imported to the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. Uh, but then the, when Super Mario Bros. 3, the game, came out, uh, we had gone back to, you know, Green Mario again. Uh, you know, I... I kind of an interesting theory about that because uh, we're used to thinking of, of Mario 2 being something that came before Mario 3 but in actuality they were working on Mario 3 and the Nintendo of America kind of scrambled to make a Mario 2 because of that and so they the Mario sprite in Mario 2 I think is actually based on Mario 3 not the other way around and because they had four characters with with unique sprites, they were able to make a different uh, character design for Luigi for just that one game. But the Japanese side, that I, I don't know when Japan actually adopted Thin Luigi because it didn't it didn't seem to happen. It, it, it was Mario a world. world. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even yeah. Mario World. He was still he was still a palette swap of uh, Mario. No, you have to get no, you have to get the it, Super Mario World in the it's plus Super Mario All Stars cartridge. Yeah, but even that that's one... kind of that one's kind of janky because they that was that was a ROM hack done in America and the Luigi sprite in that game is really kind of weird. He but, he, but, he crosses yeah. his arm instead of doing the 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 peace sign. He crosses yeah. his arm. He also <laughs> slides down hills on his knees and when he shoots fire, I'm not sure, but it kind of looks like he's spitting. <laughs> it's like <laughs> someone made this sprite who didn't understand Mario. It was like somebody who who wrote for the Mario cartoon. Made the Luigi spray. <laughs> it's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. 
Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind, every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Mask to Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Mask Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us at iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. And now, back to the show. Well, uh... This also reminds me, in Super Mario World, that's when many of the characters from Super Mario Bros. 2 came up again. Yeah, that's why. So, that's also why Super Mario 3, no Super Mario 2 characters were in it, except for Babam. But yeah. even, that's kind of, even that's kind of questionable, because the Bomb character in Mario 3 had a different name. It's entirely it's, different. Yeah, it's an entirely different character. It well, just coincidentally... The- sort of seemed like the same character. Well, but the thing you have to remember is Mario 2 is a dream Mario had based on his childhood memories of the events on Yoshi's Island. <laughs> oh, where, <gosh. laughs> where if you think about, like, uh, one of the boss enemies was a giant frog that ate Mario, so that's why Ward is the enemy in the dream. Oh, my and, God. Uh, and, of course, you know, the, the shy guys. And if you think about it, in the dream, you know, Mario's greatest weapon jumping on his enemies didn't work, so it was a nightmare. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, you, you deserve a no price for this. <laughs> well, you know, so, the reason why the reason why the booze won't look at Mario is because they're the ghosts of every life that he lost. <laughs> I, I I heard something like that once. <laughs> <laughs> We're turning this into a creepy pasta, but uh, one thing to keep in mind about these shows is is this is we forgot to mention the Super Show is where one of the most infamous YouTube poops came from. Mama Luigi. Mama Luigi. No, Mama Luigi's from Super Mario World. Really? Uh, I believe. Uh, are we talking about the one? We're basically uh, it's just him saying Mama Luigi, and then they just looped yeah, over something. Yeah, that's that happened in Super Mario World. Actually, uh, the episode Mama Luigi that explains uh, the origin of Yoshi. That's actually like the one Super Mario World episode that actually had almost close to something similar to the actual show, to the actual game. But yeah, because let's... Uh, it let's... was like, yeah, they came to Dinosaur Land, they found Yoshi, uh, Princess Peach is kidnapped by Bowser, they, they walked through many of the scenarios, and then they rescued her. The end. I mean, that was Super Mario World in a nutshell in one episode. And in that episode was when Yoshi thinks that Luigi is his mother, and he calls her Mama Luigi. But yeah, it's. But that also goes against the continuity because we know Luigi. We know that the Yoshi's are much older than that. The Yoshi's were actually watching over the Mario babies. Yeah, this weird thing came out. I remember when I when I first heard of Yoshi's Island and I, you know, played it. it uh, the only canon I had in my head was the previous games and the cartoons. So actually, this was a blasphemy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's a Super Mario Brother World, Super Mario World. The cartoon has you know this weird it's a thing. Blast from the past. Where they where they did this <laughs> stupid thing where they decide that they're in Dinosaur Land, which is like an island or something, and they are, and they have cavemen that they are like. It had a similar feel to Super Mario Brothers Three in that they took things to literal Mario, hit a block, Only... found a found a feather, and put it in his cap and called it macaroni. But the stuff they. They took to literally like the Super Mario Three cartoon is stuff that was always with Mario. Like the stuff that was specific to Super Mario World, the game, almost never appeared in this cartoon. 
Yeah, it was, it's a strange interpretation. They heard they heard dinosaur land. They're like, oh, this must be like the Flintstones. Uh, yeah, so they had this, this whole caveman town that was near in the game. There was also something weird about Super Mario World. I, I never actually did some serious research into that. Uh, but the animation changed a lot. Uh, starting with, for example, Princess Peach, whose eyes became blue uh, and unnerving, and she went paler, but she still kept her red hair, only it went redder. And also, Mario had the brown hair he always had in the games, but never had in the cartoon. Uh, and then, for some weird reason, the proportions just shift. I don't know they, if they, they did. Changed. They did Korean many animators. <laughs> yeah, but they did many episodes that were weird. They they stopped doing the whole thing of, of mining pre existing properties and they started writing their own stories. Which also put out some pretty bad results. They did an episode about King Koopa having a fast food restaurant where every, every time people ate more of the food they got they turned into birds. Yeah. Well they also had a uh, I, I believe this was the first time that Mario went into karting. They had an yeah, episode Mario about taking cars. Yeah, Mario started building cars, and all the cavemen started buying them. So, so what they found out was, oh, well, these people have cars. Well, we need to invent traffic laws. I just got awarded ice cream. I love this place. Okay, uh, <laughs> where was I? Uh, where were we? Uh, Super Mario yeah. World, it sucked. Super Mario World, yeah, it sucked. But seriously, the animation uh, was unnerving for me because uh, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario uh, Super Show, the first one, it was wacky and extra cartoony. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 was something like the Saddam of the Super Mario cartoons. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, and then when Super Mario World came around, for some reason, I don't know. It, it's like they fired the, the original staff and they tried to cut down cuts. And then the, the proportions changed all the time. Mario Kart weird proportions because he wasn't, you know, like this uh, cartoony Felix the Cat character. Uh, he was more of a... I don't know what's exactly the meaning. It, it started to look more like someone dressed up like Mario instead of being Mario. But in so, the end, so it was like it was like Mario from the Nintendo Golf game. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> sort of like that. You know I mean, what, the, the, I think this is like the origin of retarded Yoshi, because in in the games for a little while at least, Yoshi was tolerable. He he made kind of the vacuum cleaner sound, <laughs> and that's that's the extent of what Yoshi was. But after a while, Yoshi became like uh, an idiot baby and made. Yeah, it was here. Ag- aggravating babyish sounds. Well, at least they but didn't. But years, look... years before that happened in the games, it was in this cartoon. That's true, but they they also did the same thing with Toad because Toad was just your pr- prince is another castle, and then they gave him this really whiny voice. They gave him this really. It sounded like he breathed in like a pound of sand and then started talking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if you play the later Mario games, whenever you talk to a Toad, you know. They they always talk like that, you know. It's always that whine sound because yeah, it's, it's always a dialogue box. It, it, it's like, be, it yeah! becomes it becomes hey. the Super Mario Advance version of Toad. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, remember that we were talking about you know, Filmation's Ghostbusters and the 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 monkey being called the gorilla being called Tracy and the other guy being called Kong. Yes. Uh, would you guys mind explaining me why? Toad is called Toad. I mean, here we we had a we had a translated name that was Onguito, which means small toad, little toad. I mean, small toad, no. Small, because 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 small a mushroom, of, little mushroom. Because so, a mushroom, a mushroom is called a toadstool. A large mushroom is called a toadstool. So that's oh, why. That makes sense. But we already it had does. a toadstool. We had Princess Toadstool, so he's redundant. Uh, yeah, the naming convention in Mario to begin with is very strange, and I, I wish they would have slowly retconned them. But unfortunately, we're stuck with a lot of stupid names like like Lakitu and Potobo and all these names that no one with any self-respect would actually <laughs> call these characters. It's like it's like people people ask me what the fish is named. I'm like, I'm not saying Cheep Cheep. 
Because <laughs> I'm just going to call it fish, because that's what it is. It's a fish. I'm not going to say cheap cheap. What's the name of the dolphin? Uh, I, I know, don't know, actually. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm starting to remember the, the, the movie, the live-action movie interpretation, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, that Toad actually looks like a Toad, because he's one of those weird, small-headed Goombas. And there's also Yoshi as this tiny evil velociraptor. I mean, not evil, but a tiny right. velociraptor. Yes, and uh, that 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 movie, you know, you know, you know. I just had one thing to say about that movie. Open the door. No. <laughs> okay, Neil, stop me. But it's there is actually a Mario anime. Oh. There are two Mario animes, by the way. Well, the one I'm talking about is is the one where Mario jumps through the TV to save uh, Peach. In the yeah. game, which, by the way, had some sort of baseball player originally. It's so weird. But yeah, that's one. The other, you know what? What's the other anime? The other OVA? OVA? Hotel Mario? Uh, it's, no. uh, you, you know this uh, Peach guy story, Momotaro's? You, you know the legend of Momotaro? You know, it's sort of like Tumbelino. Or something, you know, uh, this giant, this uh, little kid that was found in, on a pitch, and yes. had to embark on a quest and, you know, hero's journey and all that. It was just that, Momotaro Mario. I I, I never understood why they did that, but I can only assume it's sort of, you know, Japan's version of the Super Mario Bros. Super Show when they went. We already told uh, that story about, you know, Mario rescuing the princess. Uh, how do we do it this time? How about if instead of making it, uh, you know, in the Mario world, we make it as if it was a Japanese legend? Uh, um, you know, so the same way the Super Show would make uh, the same story, only in different movie parodies, they would do it on a Japanese folktale parody. I know, but the first Mario anime is actually quite interesting because Peach actually looks cute. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and she, she just has right Popeye the arms. <laughs> Seriously, the, the the Super Show version of Peach had Popeye arms. The the Koopa actually looks like Koopa. He doesn't look like he doesn't look like uh, yeah. Beast Wars Megatron. Yeah, the, the reason why King Koopa or um, Bowser has uh, has red hair is because he was he was originally supposed to be like an ox king, and someone on the Mario staff uh, misinterpreted Miyamoto's drawing or something like that. <laughs> Into thinking that he was wearing a crown or something. Oh, it was because he was—he had a shell on his back. He thought that well, there are these little turtles in the game, so maybe maybe Koopa's a, a big turtle. So they colored not a not a dragon. Yeah, not a dragon. <laughs> well, you you guys know why Mario has the design he has right now, right? It's uh, because due to the graphic limitations of the time, they couldn't draw a proper face. So they hey hey let's add a mustache and and that will suffice and then but how do we make uh, the arms stand out and so well we give him this overall and that way uh, we have the arms colored in a different way so he can move them in front of the of his torso and people will make out those are his arms uh, so due to the graphic challenges of those days back when Donkey Kong where Super Mario started. Uh, we got uh, the design of Mario the way we have it now. And because the mustache, he had to be Italian. <laughs> that, I think that, and also that was due to the landlord in America. That, yeah. <laughs> who, who was named Mario Sigali, and so he, so uh, Jumpman in, in, uh, inherited the name Mario, and I think that's how he became Italian. Kind of like how Ian Fleming's uh, neighbor was named Goldfinger. Yeah, that's 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 what really happened, by the way. And he got sued over it. And he said, if you're going to sue me, I'm going to change his name to Goldcock. <laughs> Gold and, 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 and for some so for some reason, that actually made the lawsuit drop. <laughs> and then years later, Mike Myers stole that idea. <laughs> I just love how Ian Fleming's like, if you're going to sue me over using Goldfinger, I'm going to name the guy Goldcock and everyone will know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he uh, let, let's pretend i mean this guy was english right so yes uh, probably his neighbor was ultra proper you know being this weird british stereotype 
It's just like, oh, thou shall not use the word cock in front of me. So I shall drop said lawsuit in order for you not to use that word. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I just thought that was really funny because because number one, you know, Ian Fleming was pushing it when, you know, he had he had a woman in that book named Octopus Pussy Galore. No, Pussy Galore. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> I, I, like I said, he was pushed already. So, like I, I just love the fact that he, his, his countersuit threat was. No, I'm just going to change the name of the book, and everyone will know it was you. Wow. <laughs> that, <sighs> which is funny, but um, back to Mario. <laughs> there hasn't been many. There, there hasn't been any Mario cartoons since. No, and that's that's really Eddie. weird to think think about it that he, he they they have not made another mario cartoon since mario world that's so weird i mean even sonic got new cartoons yeah they won't stop well, making sonic cartoons they won't stop making sonic cartoons why won't you quit fall fall down you uh oh it's uh, not gold cock it's gold prick i uh, go <laughs> So British. <laughs> that that's kind of uh, that, that's still pushing it, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, it's. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the best part of the whole thing. It's. Uh... But overall, that's that's what Mario is in animation. It's it's just this weird place we're at, where Mario and Luigi are off having adventures in other people's stories until they decide to like. Act until the writers decide to actually start playing the games. And then and it got worse. Yeah, and that's when the little... <laughs> when, when the Koopa kids started singing songs and making covers and stuff. Oh, my God. By the, by the way, did I tell you about the... That's for some reason, I think, the rights lapse or something. Uh, so one of their Super Mario Bros. Super Show episodes, one of the first ones I saw, had the Limbo song, you know, na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Yeah. And then uh, years later, I said, I'm going to get that first uh, Mario cartoon I saw as a kid. And they had to edit, they edited out that song. And they just filled it in with the most generic Super Mario Brothers incidental music they had. Yeah, and, and it's, it, it's, it's really weird because it's, the animation is kind of synced to the music. So the, the animation is kind of doing this sort of weird... Uh, timing that doesn't match the music that they put in there. Uh, but, but one of the yeah. most important things about animation is timing, but uh, yeah. overall, I think that's all we have to say about the Mario cartoons. Well, Not even for... What, what Neil? Well, I was going to say that on, on the topic of those songs, you know, they used a lot of licensed music in the Mario cartoons, and they were all terrible. And that's <laughs> part of the reason why there's only like six episodes you can buy on DVD. Yeah. And actually, there's one more thing that I was saving for the end, and this is something I just learned about like an hour ago. There was a live-action King Koopa uh, children's show that aired in the afternoon or something. It was kind of like Bozo, and it, I think it only aired in California. And it is one of the most fucked-up things I think I've ever seen. <laughs> King Koopa oh. cool cartoons intro. King Koopa show clip. Oh my god. Oh my god. This does not no, this not does not exist. This does not exist. This does not exist. This does not exist. Oh it my exists. god, it exists. They this, have they have super helmets. This oh really exists. I can't believe this exists. This actually exists. Oh my god. Oh my god. Don't go away, up and baby exit. You you were my last oh, oh you're gone now. Oh you make me sad. Oh, what what is that? Thing they King have Koopa on a doesn't leash. mind what you think, you mustache guy. Well, the funny thing is, it looks like uh, it looks like the the uh, it looks like people from Rare actually took the King Koopa cartoon design and like just said, okay, this is the alligator boss and. Uh, oh no! Doesn't it? It's King K. Rule. Am I wrong? Oh my, oh my god! god. It, it, am I it, wrong? It, it, it. You know what? That just made me hate Rare even more now. King, King K. Rule is a ripoff of King Koopa by Deke. <laughs> Fuck you, Rare. 
you deserve to be bought by 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 Microsoft and then and then pulled apart by oh <laughs> oh my god. god damn it you didn't know about this yeah I just learned about it one of our listeners uh uh kind of sent kind of clued me into that he didn't send me the clip I had to go find it but oh my god <laughs> that is the that is one of the most screwed up things I've ever seen. Uh, associated with Mario, that's even more fucked up than the C than the CDI game. Wow. Oh my god! I, I I got I got to post this everywhere. This 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 can't be real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Oh my god! <laughs> this happened. Yeah, apparently it was like it was like Bozo, with but with Koopa. Oh wait, I have even one more uh, Mario cartoon related piece of trivia. The Super Mario Super Show was actually repackaged at one point. And oh, it was man. turned into Club Mario. Hey, Paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! Mario. Grab your bottle, don't do your hat. Satellite surfing is where it's at, at the club. song to this was a ripoff of Black Cat by Janet Jackson. And it featured these two hippies that were on a rooftop and they were playing with a satellite dish and that's how they they kind of like broke into the signal on your TV and sometimes they would go channel surfing and they'd like watch like stock footage, you know, at whatever was like public domain, they would just kind of throw it in. And this show was so terrible that apparently Deke uh, wiped all of the tapes and the only way you can get it now is on YouTube. <laughs> this will never, ever, ever be on DVD. It, it was so bad that Deke actually did the wiping. Yeah. Gene wow. Shalopin himself got the bulk eraser and went <laughs> and took it to all the tapes. So so if you walk up to this guy now, he probably used that magnetizer so much he, he's like Jack Black in that movie. <laughs> You're magnetized! But we erased that! so if they ever need that again for any rights issues you'll just see that guy gene shalitzer gene shalopin gene shalopin you'll see gene shalopin you know reacting it himself yeah (laughs) oh my god that's that's terrible but what was the worst revelation revealed listeners was it the was it the the koopa show which i'm sure deal put in the show post oh yes or what or what's the fact that king k rule is pretty much a a recolor of king koopa not even a recolor just basically a longer snout longer snout yeah he's koopa i mean there's (laughs) god damn it rare (laughs) i've always said real rage is funnier than fake rage listeners the proof is in the pudding i'm just exasperated right now (laughs) and uh so this is your host ben we're tv's mr neil i'm paulo Pryor, and we're saying good night do the mario swing your arms from side to side come on it's time to go do the mario take one step and then again, let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step. And then again, let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that.